0: Let's imagine that you have an idea for a program, a workshop, and you decide to bury yourself in your office behind your laptop or desktop, and you work away on this product, this conceived notion of what this thing should look like, who it's for, uh, the modules it should contain, and so on. You're determined to produce the finished product and then figure out who needs it. The thing is, though, your customer could change their mind, market requirements could change, or the competition gets there first. But you're convinced you know what the market needs. Now, maybe you do, but it's very costly to get this kind of thing wrong. And I've done this myself. I've produced something, believing I have the answers, believing I know what the market needs, what my clients need. And then I end up wasting all this time and energy in developing this product, this workshop, this program that no one actually does need. And this is a huge opportunity cost because it comes at the cost of developing what actually is needed and it takes up all that time and money, which you can't get back. No one wants what you're selling unless you do the work or pre-sell. And you can avoid all this mistake or mistakes by pre-selling. And this is what today's all about. And this is from my hard experience, by the way. This is the Training Business Podcast. and welcome to the TrainingBusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett-Hayes. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark. This is the Training Business Podcast. As I said before, the music, every single Thursday, without fail, There's an episode where it's just you and I, or I have a guest on the show, as was the case last week with Sophie Thompson. And this is the podcast for people just like me and you people who work for themselves, who have direct or indirect clients. We work with people who love our training, whether it's customer care or leadership or sales or IT or compliance training. It's something that you've put together and you sell. And this is what you depend upon for income to some degree. Now, some people listening to this may not yet be in the training business because you're still thinking about joining the rest of us, but it's something that um, you feel attracted towards. Either case, wherever you are on the training business journey, this is the show for you. And every Thursday, as I said, there is an episode of the podcast designed to help you wherever you are on the training business journey. And I've been, and I still am, a coach, I'm qualified as a coach and a trainer, and there are differences between the two. And a lot of the things that we talk about are the things that will help you. They're practical. They're not just about theory, but they're also from the trenches. They're lessons, topics, um, things that will help you do what you need to do to actually make a living from this business. Now, I said before the music that today's about pre-selling. What on earth is pre-selling? Well, it's something I've learned the hard way in trying to develop something and then figure out who needs it. And a lot of us do it and we're quite successful because we know there is a marketplace for product or training or workshop X and then we develop it and then we find someone to buy it. However, there are times, and I've been through this, when it's actually more intelligent and uh, more logical, in fact, to sell something which does not yet exist and then build that thing that the market needs. So this is a concept called pre-selling. What on earth is pre-selling? Well, pre-selling is when you sell your course, your program, your workshop, your coaching, your training before you deliver it, before it exists. You sell it before it's even been created or even tested. And this is an idea which I've learned from other people. And I think it was learned from someone who came up with this years ago. And a book which influenced many people's thinking in this regard is The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. I'm reading this again. And it's, it's a long book, but it's really interesting. The concepts, the idea of a minimum viable product, going to market with something that's good enough, not perfect, not all the slides, not all the workshops, not all the uh, modules figured out, but the broad strokes idea figured out. And this is what Eric Ries talks about in his book, The Lean Startup, having a minimum viable product, a minimum viable program, if you like, which you can approach people with. And this is the idea from continuous innovation, having something that's good enough to at least get some feedback from. And I think there are five key reasons that pre selling something you don't yet have it does sound counterintuitive, I admit why this actually makes sense. one, you get early lessons as to what people really like, not what you think they like, and you can understand then what they want more of or less of, and there are times when I've thought, "Whoa, that's interesting, I thought they'd want this, but actually they want more of that. That's the focus, so you can think of this as instant feedback. you could, and I've done this spent a long time working on something that I think people need in the way I think they need it. And I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm way off the mark. So you want confirmation as early as possible in the form of information from people. That's the first lesson. Number two, you get confidence. You know that you're on the right track rather than worry about what you think people will want and then figuring out what people actually want and then realizing you've made a mistake. You have confidence early on. No, this is what people do want. And now I've also, I've also got ideas as to other things that they want and how this could actually improve the program. And having this confirmation is so valuable early on. You'll sleep better, you'll, you'll make more money, you'll worry less about the programs that you're building because you'll know with this feedback that you're doing the right thing. And it can be worrying, even slightly concerning when you don't have that confidence and you might just cross your fingers and hope it works out. It does work out sometimes, but it can go wrong. And I know that if I did it now, I would be terrified of getting some things wrong. So I like to pre-sell in some form or shape. The third reason is you get a database, you get a list of customers, you get people's names and titles and companies who want more of this think about that. You might have a landing page for your business. You might have some list of people in that company. You go to a keynote, give a conference talk, go online, do a webinar, um, run some kind of test, and you get names of people who say, yes, come back to me when that's developed further, or I'd like to hear that, or have that when that's finished. And again, you have confidence. You have that database of names of people Who are interested in helping you to build this further. And that's the fourth idea. You get ideas on how to market it, how to position it, how to brand it, and crucially, how to price it. Because that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about making money from your knowledge, your experience. And this fifth thing is you get money, which acts as validation. Money in hand is the best validation. It's tempting to go down the path of developing something that people, you think people want, but when you know people are willing to put their hands in their pocket and pay a deposit or pay an initial price, that is the best confirmation of all. This is something that people actually find valuable and money is the exchange that proves they find value in this. Now, let's say you are a customer care trainer. Well, you might develop an outline and you sell on the basis of that outline. Or you might be a leadership trainer, so you might create day one of your leadership four-day program, and you sell just day one, and then you figure out what days two, three, and four look like. Let's say you're an IT trainer. Well, you might put together the first video module, and you sell that. So for many of you, I'm sure this is uncomfortable because you're thinking, well, isn't that really disingenuous, or is it even immoral selling something which doesn't exist? Well, no, actually, because this is what television programs do all the time. Companies produce series, but they run a pilot first. And then they decide if the feedback from viewers suggests it's worth making more, because some TV programs literally cost millions per episode. I can think of a few. I'm sure you can too. It's a huge risk when you don't know What the audience actually wants. And you could produce a whole series which no one wants. So, the idea of a pilot program on TV means that companies want to test the market and find out if people actually want that in the market. So, if a local company likes what you do, for example, you might create a program and then, with the feedback and that validation, build a version of it with a wider appeal focused on a specific industry or niche and I've done that too. So I go to market with an initial outline, get some feedback, run a test pilot, perhaps some kind of um, event I might invite people to for a low cost or no cost. And then with that feedback, I can then produce something that's specific to a particular company or a particular industry or a particular niche. So don't be alarmed. Selling something before you create this is actually not a new idea. Individuals, businesses all over the world have and still do pre-sell products and services before they actually plow money into them or commit to creating them. And by doing this, they're actually saving everyone time and money and worry because they're validating the demand for their ideas, their concepts up front, and they do that before investing any time, money, people, resources to create them. So, you can do this too, even if you're just one person in your business or a small business. You need to test your ideas and get that validation before you build any further. And ultimately, you know, you can produce what you promise. I'm, I'm not saying you produce something that's uh, sub substandard or or shoddy, but you what you'll have actually is something that is aligned with what your prospects, your customers really want from your business, from your training, from your coaching, from your facilitation. So you need to pre-sell it. And this is the thing that many people don't like. Pre-selling actually suggests selling. You've got to lift the phone. You have to arrange a talk. You have to be willing to get out there, to sell the outline, lift the phone, talk to people, go along face-to-face, sit down with someone you currently do business with or someone you'd like to do business with and find a way to get something in front of them. And that could just be the outline, the headlines, the structure, the first module, maybe some of the handouts gauge interest there and be honest with people. I'm developing this right now. I'd love to run this here as a pilot. And again, this is what TV networks do, and it will be this price, but I'd like to offer it to you for this price. And I will ask for feedback so I can build this further. Now what you share is up to you, how you share it, it's up to you, but I would to some degree tell people that this is what you're doing. You want to confirm, validate this program, You'd like to run this with them and work with them. Now, some people, if they know you, like you, trust you, have worked with you, will be okay with this because they know you produce quality training. And they're okay with that because they know you'll follow through. And you have to follow through. You have to keep to your word. You, I promised I'd deliver a book to a publisher last month or before uh, December this year past in 21. And I did. I had no choice because I'd committed to it. And that means I've followed through and now I have a book online. It's available for sale. I'm thrilled. It's the same thing with your programs. You commit to doing it. You must build it. So launching a pilot works well. Instead of trying to work on what you think is the best version, you're going to get people people who are currently doing business with you or know you to help in that creation process. I call this co-creation. So by the time you actually launch that full-priced version, which you then have all the slides and all the modules for, you'll be in a position to charge more for it. And you'll know it's something that your market wants or people like your market wants because it's been based, fleshed out, put together on the basis of the learning from that pilot or from that feedback and also incorporates the wishes and guidance of people in your prospective customer's shoes. And that's key. You want what we call early adopters. You want early adopters and those people can be incentivized in a range of ways. So here are some things that might work for you. You might, for example, offer a money back guarantee. You don't have to, but some people like that because they know it's experimental. Now, again, you might choose not to say it's a work in progress. It's up to you. As long as you deliver on the finished item, you could provide special bonuses, something that uh, accompanies your cor- your course, your program. Um, you could offer to embed um, or to uh, provide some kind of continuous learning through a coaching program to ensure that training actually is embedded by people. You could provide videos that accompany the course, excuse me, videos that accompany the course insights. An insights workshop, you can customize this in a range of ways, but only if people are willing to buy it. You must ask for money in some form, only if there is money down. Because there's no point asking someone to give their opinion and then going away thinking "That's, that's great, that's the validation I need. No, the money actually is the validation because if it's really valuable, really needed, then people are willing to pay for it. That is the thing. You must want, or ask, and get some kind of financial, what we call consideration. This is the money down, the deposit, or the full amount, if you get someone to pay for it in advance. And then that funds the whole creation of everything that you need. But I still would hold off until you know from your pilot or your initial launch what people actually want. This is true, by the way, for online courses, as well as offline or face-to-face and I think it's extremely important online because all that creation and, and video creation particularly or podcast creation is intense. You really want to know that there is a market for this and online publishers or course creators have refined this process of pre-selling. Many people do it. You wouldn't even be, you, you may not even know who actually is doing this because it looks like a legitimate full product, but actually you're part of that test cohort that will give your course developer feedback. So it's something you can do. Um, If people are unwilling to buy or to invest in your prototype, then maybe you should ask yourself whether it's worth developing further. Hmm, food for thought. So that's it for today. Take this away with you this week and think about the summer ahead. It's now the 1st of June, 2022. And I'm thinking of summertime as a time when many of us begin to think about the things we'll produce We'll build, we'll sell in the autumn or fall, if you will, when the business year you know starts again, when training kicks off again in September. Why not think of pre-selling now? So at least come September, you've confidence that what you have produced actually is needed and people are willing to pay for it. So until next Thursday, when I look forward to your company, keep leading, keep building, keep pre-selling. Talk soon. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.